John McMullen, Pontificator-in-Chief. Everything is fair game. This is the John McMullen Show, live from the Coachella Valley. Here's John. Well, although this may not happen that dramatically in the remainder of those golden years enjoyed by most of today's snowbirds, the seniors of generations to come may not find much of a season to get away to moderate nice temps that we have come to enjoy in the Coachella Valley for a good portion of the year. Researchers from the University of California are predicting that the days before the thermometer climbs above 86, that's the sweet spot uh, when things start to change, we're told, uh, maybe getting 86. So um, that number uh, of days that may be um, shortened by in terms of uh, moderate temperatures could go and uh, be adjusted by about 150% by the year 2100, according to these researchers. In other words, um, that's a lot. it's going to impact our season here down the road a significant number of days. All this information is in a new study published last week in the Climatic Change Journal. Uh, it is the work of uh, Earth System Science doctoral student Cindy Yanez at UC Irvine. And uh, she, by the way, is originally from the Cathedral City area. So... Ms. Yanez's findings uh, are the subject of a story that you will find in the Desert Sun. It's published under the headline, Snowbird Season to Get a Lot Shorter Due to Climate Change, Threatening Valley Tourism. It is authored by Melissa Daniels and Mark Olaldi. And uh, they, of course, are a couple of the Desert Sun's fine journalists. And we're pleased to have Melissa Daniels back with us this evening on iHub Radio. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Hi, John. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on today. How oh, are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Um, now, while Mark looked at more the environmental science side of the story uh, that our listeners can read at DesertSun.com, uh, you look at how this will impact the local economy, um, and you state in your reporting that the uh, report uh, from these researchers did not give us a clear indication of the potential loss of income that this could cause local businesses and workers. But what what did it tackle uh, and, and take from the economic impact side of things? Sure. Well, uh, knowing what we know about the desert, that sweet season between November to April is typically when we see a lot of economic activity. That's when the population swells in size for the desert, when we have snowbirds coming from Canada and colder parts of the United States to enjoy our beautiful winter and spring seasons in the desert. But what these researchers found that with that significant increase of days above that sweet spot of 85, 86 degrees, that there would be fewer people possibly coming here. Uh, One example they looked at was the Living Desert Zoo and Gardens. They found that the zoo could see 18% fewer visitors by 2100 due to the heat, which could cost them a million dollars or so a year. Wow. That's pretty significant. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And I know we hear those kind of numbers of 2100 
2,100, however we're going to say the year at that point. And it sounds like it's really far away. But for purposes of this research, uh, the researchers at UC Riverside said all of this was looking at what could happen if there is no reduction of emissions uh, compared to our current our current status. Give us an idea how many jobs and what kind of tax revenue our visitors bring into the Valley Coffers each year, so we can kind of put this in perspective. Certainly. Um, yeah, we know that tourism can generate billions of dollars for the Coachella Valley. In 2017, tourists and visitors generated about $5.5 billion. That includes about 52,000 jobs that's and billion with a million. That's billion with a B, right? Billion with a B. Yes. Sorry if I misspoke. Uh, but we know that it's five, about $5.5 billion that the tourism economy generates for the desert. Wow. That includes around $600 million in state and local tax revenue. So it stands to reason that when tourists and snowbirds are coming and spending that money, that's the sweet season for us. Um, I, I always hear about how the Germans and other Europeans like coming here in the deepest heat of the year. Um, what's the reality, and, and will, we eat, uh, will even the you know, warmer temperature times threaten uh, that part of our tourism market? I mean, because if it's going to keep getting hotter and hotter, you, you wonder what, how far is too far? Yeah, you know, I think that's sort of a, a, a limit that, you know, if and when temperatures continue to rise, that's something we're going to find out. Um, fortunately, in recent years, um, you know, excluding this current year where the coronavirus pandemic has really thrown a wrench into travel patterns for various reasons, um, you know, the, the, the summer was getting a little bit busier on the tourism front. There were more tourists um, from European countries who were okay with the hotter temperatures. We were seeing fewer businesses close up for a month or two because they felt like there was enough activity in the desert to get by. Yeah, and Melissa, it seems like for the last three or four years, we have seen um, dramatic changes in the climate here in the Coachella Valley during the warmer months. Uh, it was more than just uh, a statement or, or even a joking thing when people would say, yes, but it's a dry heat. We've had... Uh, we've had a lot of very moist hot weather the last few years now. Uh, I don't remember that so much when I first started coming, or when I well when I first moved here, uh, even 13 years ago. Um, the summers were were for the most part pretty pretty dry. We didn't have like Arizona had the uh, monsoon seasons, and now it seems like we're getting a lot of that monsoonal moisture here. So I keep wondering how. That, when you have 110, 115, 121 even, uh, and, and moist weather, how that's going to impact our economy in the here and now, not even looking forward to 2100. Certainly. You know, I think that's a wise observation, and I think it's something that the tourism officials in the area are definitely aware of. Um, they're doing what they can to make sure that people are seeing the Palm Springs area as a sustainable destination because of that. Um, you know, uh, I think a lot of people in our society are aware of the effects of climate change. I think what we're seeing with the fires right now is really putting that conversation front and center for a lot of people. And sure. As 
today's travelers have those discussions and read those news stories, they want to make sure that they're not part of the problem, right? They want to make sure that they're living their lives as sustainably as they can. So that's something that tourism marketers are keeping in mind. Well, and the CVB uh, leadership, like uh, uh, Scott White and and mayors and people who do economic development stuff like CVEP does out here, uh, all those folks want to have a hand in making sure that we are attractive to um, long-term you know, residents, to uh, part-time residents, to all the visitors who come here and, and spend their wonderful dollars with us. But I don't think it's as, as easy as um, Mr. White just sending a letter to Mother Nature and saying, would you please be nice? Uh, so <laughs> wh- what are they saying that they're able to do or how do they, how, how are they incorporating this into the work that they're doing uh, to keep people coming here uh, in spite of weather changes? Yeah, I mean, you're going to see hotels do things like embrace water conservation, have recycling efforts, even have local composting uh, efforts for their restaurants. You're going to see local governments continue to encourage alternative modes of transportation. All of those things kind of factor into marketing your destination as sustainable. Uh, As far as some of the broader policy considerations that local governments and state governments are having, uh, it's looking at those long-term targets. It's looking at what can be done to reduce emissions to mitigate those effects of climate change. And as for the study author, uh, did you talk with her directly? I didn't. My great colleague Mark did that. Okay. And <laughs> we have to split the difference on stories sometimes because we're busy reporters. <laughs> right. No, I, I totally understand that. And it makes sense that you have somebody who has a perspective on the environment and somebody who has a perspective on economic development and, and the economy in general here uh, working on something like this in collaboration because it affects so many different people. But with the number of people who actually have jobs that support the tourism industry here, and we've certainly had a, a taste of this with the COVID nightmare that we've been through this year. Um, it, it concerns me that if, if we're cutting out even, uh, you know, 25, 30% of the days that normally typically would be that comfort zone weather season for people touring into the market that, uh, you know, those are days that ultimately come down to nailing people who are business owners, people who are employed in the uh, tourism and hospitality trade, uh, because if those people aren't going to be here as long, is it going to be sustainable for them to live here and to survive here? Yeah, you know, I think that's a really great observation and something that people who are looking at economic development in our region are even more aware of, given the year that we've had. I hear almost every day from people in this valley who are out of work or underemployed because of uh, economic considerations connected to the pandemic because of restaurants and hotels that haven't fully reopened because of ancillary hospitality businesses that aren't operating like valet drivers or uber drivers there's a lot of people who are um, relying on that steady steady tourism to pay their bills there's all the people who rely on the spring festival to earn some extra income by working for a few weeks um, you know at the empire polo club doing restaurants and bartending services there. So I I think we're sort of having a bigger conversation right now about 
what can be done with the local economy to diversify it a little bit. So if there are these dips in tourism, people's livelihoods aren't so impacted. Uh, indeed. And I know that you have uh, quoted several times uh, some of our friends like Joe Wallace at the Coachella Valley Economic Partnership in your columns and um, or in, in your stories. And it, it does worry me that we're not doing enough to try and attract other uh, businesses here or have the infrastructure that makes it attractive, whether that's putting in higher bandwidth or it's having a full four-year university where we have STEM careers uh, available, uh, you know, coming out of programs there. Uh, all those things make a difference. Uh, what, in the, in the moment we're in right now, I'm going to ask you to step away from this story for a moment because I'm sure this is part of what you've been covering, but we, we see a lot about these businesses um, arguing about why can why can the big box stores be open but my restaurant can't have somebody come in even if we're using uh, the 25 percent rule in terms of occupancy uh how much of a threat really is that uh real quick uh to uh, palm springs palm desert area businesses well i don't have the numbers offhand but i can tell you small business is a huge engine of any local economy whether that's the coachella valley or the central coast or you know where i'm from in rochester new york there's a lot of small businesses that employ um, hundreds and hundreds of people that you know bigger chains and franchises um aren't always you know, there, there, there's a difference there. There's a difference there between who works for, for what kind of company. So if we see a lot of local businesses go under because of the pandemic, you can expect to still see a lot of people out of work. Melissa, thanks for joining us today. Check out Melissa's story in the Desert Sun. And uh, again, DesertSun.com, $3 for three months. There's not a better deal out there right now. Support your local journalism. <laughs>